0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear.
1: It's a border in chaos. The administration has failed to do its part to secure the border.
2: Haitian migrants being released. This administration is acting as if we are done with Afghanistan.
1: That's America. It's To vote on the infrastructure bill. They also have the looming debt ceiling vote. A government shutdown. The consequential nature of the moment that we're living in. These are dark days.
0: Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Laprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Political Trivia Thursday. Breaking news out of Memphis. Memphis police officers are on the scene of a Kroger grocery store where at least a dozen people have been shot, including one who was killed. The shooter's whose identity remains unknown is dead of what is believed to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The shooting happened at 240 uh, New Bahia La Road in Colliersville. Um, mm-hmm. Police Chief Dale Lane said officers in a SWAT team entered the grocery store going aisle to aisle rescuing employees, some of whom were hiding in the freezer. Here, here's a question for these nut jobs that want to go out and shoot up a bunch of people then blow their own brains out. Just blow your brains out first and leave the rest of us alone. Uh, I'm sorry to be so uncompassionate to this guy, but uh, I don't have a lot of tolerance for it. Uh, apparently, it was a messy bloodbath, and uh, hopefully, now I don't know if the one person who is dead is the shooter. That would be a nice ending to the story, that the rest were just injured, and the only death was the guy who took his own life, uh, who was the shooter. Uh, we'll try. This story just broke, so we'll try to keep you posted on this. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it looks like that's a pretty good area. Uh, we were talking about earlier where it was in Memphis. It's just east of Germantown, and the Germantown— The Germantown area is the nicest part of Memphis. Yeah, looking at the map here, it looks like it's in a nice residential area to me. Um, golf course close by, so it's got to be fairly nice, I would think. The uh,
0: Memphis has got some um, hardcore places in it. Uh, you know, it's funny. Memphis was the biggest disappointment I had ever had when I went to visit there the first time. I always thought of Memphis as this charming, quaint Southern town with plantations on the Mississippi River, and uh, boy, when you go to visit uh, Graceland, you're really in for a disappointment. Graceland's
3: not in a good part of town. No. Now, I love Bill Street. I like blues no, yeah, music. That, the, yeah, and the um, and the ribs
0: uh, yeah. can't beat that, but. Um, and they've got little the streetcars. that go up and down Bill yeah. Street. Yeah, that's 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 quaint. But I
3: just don't think at my age I could my liver could handle Bill Street anymore. <laughs> 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 J- jumping from Blues Bar to Blues Bar all night. But uh, anyway,
0: uh, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. If anything else breaks on that, we talked earlier. I guess it was last Friday. The news broke about uh, the fact that. This report was going to come out, John Durham's report. Um, And, of course, Michael Sussman, the uh, individual who worked for Perkins Coy, uh, he was charged with lying to uh, the FISA court, lying to the FBI. And uh, he is uh, basically uh, facing criminal charges. Uh, He could very well end up in the clink. Uh, but PJ Media ran an interesting article today talking about the fact that that might not be the biggest issue coming out of this initial John Durham report, talking about the fact that basically this guy, Michael Sussman of Perkins Coy, he used his connections, and this, is, this might be what connects it back to Hillary Clinton and people in the upper echelons of the Obama administration he used those connections and his connection with his law firm to come up to create a narrative attempting to tie Bill Clinton, I mean uh, tie um, Donald Trump to this bank in Russia to make it look as if there was a A that there was a connection, and B, could they convince the media that there was some sort of transaction between this Russian bank and Donald Trump? And the, the the article goes into a lot of detail, but but the bottom line is this PJ Media article asks the question, is the biggest issue the fact that this guy lied, or is the biggest issue the fact that this guy and others above him improperly used, shall we say, confidential, top-secret information in order to try to create this narrative. Uh, Interestingly, and and this is not too hard to follow, but they also—and it doesn't say what what the university was—but they also used researchers, tech wizards, I guess, at a university— to try to create this false narrative about Donald Trump. Now, it wasn't just a matter of going out and circulating rumors in this false narrative. Mm-hmm. They went in and w- was they were able to dig into files that they shouldn't have been digging into to actually connect the Trump campaign to this bank via emails that were were totally created out of thin air. And then they went so far as to try to create a narrative that there was transactions between this bank and the Trump administration. It, it, it totally created. Now it and and they they had to make it look legitimate. So they had to make it they had to go in and and convince the media, "Oh yeah, this came from this bank and it went to Donald Trump." And the FBI yeah. they present yeah, exactly and defies the FISA court eventually mm-hmm. well it, it would have gotten that far but uh, so th- this is this is uh, uh, somewhat speculative but I think uh, pj media is on to uh, is on to something here uh, by the way and you pointed this out again yesterday it's interesting to note as a sidebar piece of information that Michael Sussman, who worked for Perkins Coy, the law firm that was employed by Hillary Clinton to shove this narrative and and create this narrative. And of course they were the same law firm that went over and got Christopher Steele to lie about the dossier and create the dossier. Uh, This same firm is the firm that Mark Elias Mm. worked for. If you remember the name Mark Elias, he was the guy that came down here last year and, um, I'll call it illegal because he did not have the state legislature behind him. He goes in with Governor Cooper's democratically controlled state board of elections and creates new law. Once we were into the election cycle, once the early uh, election cycle had uh, had begun, this guy, Iallis, comes in and basically changed the rules in midstream Will this guy also work for Perkins Coy? Now, whether or not there's a connection, but wouldn't it be poetic justice if somehow Mark Elias goes down with this guy, Michael Sussman?
3: And just remember that Mark Elias was in collusion, I'll say it, in collusion with the Attorney General of North Carolina, oh, Josh yeah. Stein, oh, because yeah. Yeah. instead of representing North Carolina and North Carolina law, he represented the Democrat Party. Big, big time. Big and, time. Well, good point. And and again we've talked about it many times but <laughs> this is circumventing a law that had overwhelming bipartisan support and signed by Democrat governor Roy Cooper yep i mean it and and the media just just they don't talk about this but Mark Elias he did it here and he did it all over all over the country in various states and it looks like he's in the middle of this uh this Russian collusion thing you know the interesting thing about Hillary Clinton whenever she has a challenger <laughs> her go-to is He's they're in collusion with Russia. Remember in the primary when she accused Tulsi Gabbard of being a a asset of of Russia. Keep going. I mean it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I've, I've got I've got someone with some inside information to this uh, Kroger story that I'm going to try to get on the air. Um, I tell you what, let's let's take a quick break and we come back. Uh, let's let's jump back into this Kroger story. <laughs> This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Uh, today is Redhead Appreciation Day. Go hug a redhead. Uh, take a look at your weather forecast. Um, tonight, mostly clear, low around 57. Got, got warmer today than I thought it would get. Uh, Friday, sunny with a high near 76. And uh, tomorrow night, a low of 53 with clear skies. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole lead tribunal design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood Pay Zero Initiation Fee. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653. So at the top of the program, we were talking about this shooting that took place out in the Memphis area. A good friend of mine, Doug Story, uh, who I was in his wedding, he uh, has a home in that area. And he's also got a a footprint here in Greenville. Once again, many of our listeners in the Greenville area probably are familiar with uh, Doug's name. Uh, longtime friend, I've got him on the line right now, Doug. What what is? Uh, have, have, by the way, your wife is still back there as we speak. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to her? And what's that situation like? What is that area like?
1: Oh uh, yes, I did talk to her. I called her because today is grocery shopping day, and that grocery store is the store she don't normally goes to in, wow. in Collierville. Wow. Uh, it's it's right down the road from our house, but. Fortunately, I guess really fortunately, she had to take her mother to the airport because her mother's flying back to North Carolina, and uh, she stopped at the Kroger in German. There was one in Germantown, so she stopped at the Germantown Kroger instead because she likes the Collierville Kroger better. It's bigger and got better, you know, whatever those – whatever – I guess Joey likes to do in terms of fruits and vegetables. Evidently, that one in Carrierville is a better place to go for the fruits
0: and vegetables. So, but uh, so the area is a uh, nice, a nice area. I mean, it's it's upscale. Would you uh, say?
1: It, it's. I would. I would consider the whole area, pretty much on that side of Carrierville and and on into Germantown, that would be considered upper middle class. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. So this is it, uh, maybe
1: even, maybe even better, maybe there are some areas in there that are very, very high end communities.
0: Joey didn't have any, your your wife, Joey, didn't have any other information other than what's uh, been released in the news over the last few minutes.
1: Nothing more except she did see when she was taking her mom to the airport, she just saw a a continual line of emergency vehicles and emergency response and police all fired up and headed down.
0: But she didn't know at the time what it was. What what, what time was that? What did she say? Because this uh, the stories see, we're saying don't really have a time attached to them.
1: Just, four twenty. It, should, it must have been sometime around two thirty, three o'clock at their time. So that would have been three thirty, four o'clock this time here.
0: Okay. I think. So so it has just happened now. within the hour. Okay. All right. Yeah, well. Yeah. T- not
1: too long. Ago.
0: Tell Joey to stay safe. Appreciate it.
1: I will. And uh, next time I'm in town, I hopefully we can all get together. Take care. Sounds Talk good. To you later. Thank you,
0: Doug. Appreciate it. Doug's Story, just talking about that situation in Collierville, Tennessee, where a shooting happened. Again, I haven't seen. You see anything else in there?
3: Yes, not a lot of details out yet. Uh, I guess it's still right in the middle of it. Okay, um, one one person has died.
0: Hopefully the only person that died is the uh, shooter who took his own life. I hope that is not he and somebody else. We'll uh, keep an eye on that story. Um, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Love saying her name, Saki. You know, Mm. I hear some people say Pusaki. (laughs) I think it's just Saki, isn't it? The peace silence. That's the way I always hear it.
3: Saki. I'm I'm sure it's probably, um, she'll use whatever sounds better.
0: (laughs) Um, She'd probably like to give a Saki in the mouth to uh, Peter Ducey. He's socking it to her. uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, again, I've said this before, I, uh, Peter is uh, a breath of fresh air. He is the only guy that I have seen that will be aggressively asking her questions. And uh, he is a thorn in the flesh to Jen Saki as well as to
3: Joe Biden. He's like the liberal. What was the liberal? I mean, this is, this is o- only us older people remember this. But uh, what was the liberal White House correspondent uh, woman that, you know, would just always drill Republicans, uh, was there forever. Um, oh, the real old gal? Yeah, real old gal. Uh, she hadn't <sighs> been there for years, but she used to, you know, she just drill Ronald Reagan when he was in office and whoever the press secretary was. Yeah, I know anyway, who you're talking about. But I guess I can't he's, think of her he's, name. The, he's the, the new uh, conservative version. Anyway,
0: Jen Psaki doing the press briefing today. Peter Ducey asked a bunch of great questions, but I got an audio clip I want to play for you because it's. Um, A little on the mind-boggling side. First of all, Ducey noted what we talked about yesterday briefly, that over the weekend there was 15,000 migrants under the International Bridge in Del Rio. And then he says, okay, let's take into account the migrants that Saki said were expelled or released. So Ducey said that number drops to less than 5,000. So he said, I quote... Say there's five thousand that are still left there. Where's everybody else? Because there's only been a couple thousand that have actually been flown out from that area by the Biden administration. Uh, so where are the other seven, eight thousand? And uh, she didn't really have an answer for that. Ducey then questioned whether the administration's removal process was contributing to the spread of the cor- spread of the coronavirus. He said. We understand basically most of these people are going to into the removal proceedings, are being put on buses from Del Rio to El Paso or Laredo, or being flown to Tucson with no COVID testing unless they show symptoms. How is that helping anybody stop the spread? She said we have a protocol and process in place as it relates to COVID in terms. That's a, I mean that's all she ever says. Well, we have a process. We have a protocol. we She's have not a following it. <laughs> well, nobody knows what it is. Yeah. You know she'll throw out some numbers and terms yeah what is that process yeah good question um you know what's happening now is that if individuals cannot be expelled under title 42 they are placed in removal proceedings i mean this is just a bunch of gobbledygook that nobody cares about nobody understands but they just sit there and lie through their teeth day after day saki said the means uh that means rather some migrants are taken to ice detainment facilities or given notice to appear in court yeah, like they're going to appear in court. You know, they don't actually give them a court date. They just basically said, okay, at, at some future date, we want you to contact the uh,
3: ICE so that we can set up a court date for you. Oh, my goodness. What you did know you? that's yeah. going happen. <laughs> what well, do you think? You know, one thing she said, too, that was just – I just couldn't believe she said it and no one challenged her on it. When, when Peter Ducey asked her about uh, comparing um, – the rules in place for people basically jumping the border people from Haiti to people coming from the United States over international travel and that type of thing, she said, well, that's different because, you know, these people are just here temporarily. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Let's think about that. So you're telling me that somebody swam an ocean from Haiti and, and then hiked across uh, Mexico to get to, to our Southern border just because they heard the, heard about the good Tex-Mex food at the border and they're going to get them a takeout and head back to Haiti? I mean, <laughs> give me a break. I no. mean, that was the most stupidest comment I've ever heard in my life. Not one question. And, just and, and, raise your hand, uh, Miss Saki. So you're saying these people just came here just for a break. Just for a break. Let's see America for a second and yeah, go back. They, they, walked 2000, they,
0: they swam from Haiti over to the mainland, and they walked 2,000 miles. I, again, why doesn't anybody ask, listen, how are these people getting here? It does not pass the smell test that they're
3: walking 2,000 miles with a two-year-old in tow. It, I, doesn't,
2: it doesn't. back on that
3: one. Yeah, you better. I mean, it, it proves that 90% of the people in that room, well, at least 90%. You know, some they won't call on. There's probably more honest journalists in there, but they just won't call on. But 90% of the people in that room that are called on are just not honest journalists. They're just not. So then it gets to, okay, do we have an open border or not? And this is where
0: Saki really gets snarky. You say the border's not open, Ducey says, but we're told by our teams on the ground, you guys are releasing pretty much all family units. Here's where it goes from there. Uh, This would be cut one.
2: There certainly is not an open border uh, we are continuing to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border and that includes Uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding underneath.
0: A final follow-up. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground, you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single Women who say that they are pregnant and that, that nobody actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to. So, are how- you suggesting
2: you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue we think at the border?
0: I am not in charge of keeping the border secure. You, you think guys pregnant are. Pregnant
2: women are posing a big threat to the border. You tell me. To the border communities, you is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. If there's a big outrage about pregnant women, I'm not not tracking it. The issue
0: is not about pregnant women. The issue is... Is the border open or is the border closed? Because my understanding is that a lot of this is happening on this side of the border.
2: I think you know the answer to that question. And I just conveyed clearly that we're implementing our border restrictions, including Title 42, including uh, making clear that people who are coming through irregular regular migration, uh, that this is not the time to come uh, and they will be placed in removal proceedings. There certainly is not an open border. Uh, we are. Con-
0: okay. Now, first of all, yes, pregnant women are a big deal at the border because every one of those pregnant women, and by the way, you don't have to take a pregnancy test, so all you have to do is come up to the border, and perhaps pregnant women aren't as big an issue as the women that merely claim that they are pregnant because they're immediately ushered in. But here's a bigger problem. If they are pregnant and they come across the border, which they do and they're welcomed in, and they have the child, guess what? The child is immediately... American citizen. Yep. And then guess what? Chain migration. So mom and dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, come on in. So yes,
3: Jen, pregnant women at the border are a big deal. The, the bottom line for the last four years during the Trump administration, there had been less people coming over from the border than in, tw- in 20 plus years. And in six, eight months, That process is out the window, but it's because they know the reason they were not, you know, they blamed it on weather and migration season and all this mess. No, the reason is because the Democrats and Joe Biden, since they got laws, they're not going to force. No. That's what it boils down to. And listen,
0: speculation on my part, but it would not surprise me at all if Joe Biden has put the word out in these South American and Latin American countries the border
3: is open. Come on in. And the bottom line, the number one thing that defines a country is a border. Yeah. You have no border. You have no country. And that's isn't that what they want? I think that's what they want.
0: It gets more bizarre, though. A reporter noted that Joe Biden said the images coming from the border, which depicts thousands of migrants sleeping in a tent city under the bridge, were horrible. Some Democrats have said the images are similar to how the border looked under the Trump administration. <laughs> hmm? Really? Cut two.
2: to. What the president has asked uh, his outreach team, members of his national security team, homeland security team to do, is to explain clearly what our policy is and what our policy is not. We could not see it as any more different. From the policy of the prior administration which the president feels we all feel was inhumane immoral ineffective uh, not operationally wasn't operationally working and because of the dysfunction uh, of it uh, we, we have led to a very broken system that we're dealing with today
0: <laughs> look i i th- that is such trump's a bridge fault. too far yeah
3: it's trump's fault look
0: if anything <laughs> trump
3: finally got it under control you know the the data for that, as far as that goes, is crystal clear. Based on what the what the border was experiencing during the Trump administration, what they're experiencing prior to the Trump administration, and what they're experiencing now, exactly. and why is every you, there is not one single border agent I, I've watched CNN, not one border agent is going on CNN saying, you know what the conservatives saying are like they're lying. It's not really happening. Not one. But they are on all the conservative news stations because they're, they're the only people who listen to them. I mean, they're screaming, tell them what's happening, and administrations ignore them.
0: Well, remember how um, CNN, who, who's the nut job on CNN that never got along with uh, Trump? Um, Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta. I mean, remember when he would go down to the border when Trump was down there last year and would totally ridicule the wall? And it wasn't working, and uh, you know it's a waste of money. Look, it shut down yeah. what we are is now a catastrophe.
3: Well, to, you know, I don't know if you read today, but Ted Cruz, you know, made a, a great point. You know, say uh, Congressman Cortez and and all, and and Biden and everybody, why don't you go to the border now? Yeah, you went to the border to show a, you know a children in cages that you know Obama put together right. in the first place. Right. But why don't you go to the border now? You're silent on it. You don't even talk about it, except you accuse our border agents of horse whipping yeah. people oh, yeah. jumping the border.
0: That was another thing that came out today. Now, now the Biden administration has bought that narrative, and they're horrified, and they're going to basically not allow border agents to
3: use horses. And and those guys that were in those photographs are on desk duty. That was <sighs> that came out today. Wow. here's here's the big question how much longer will
0: jen saki put up with the challenge of defending a president and a vice president who are both a wall and an administration policy that is ruinous to our country how much longer will she be willing now i know she's on their side yeah i i'm not but it's got to be it's got to be wearing on you when you're constantly having to lie you know it's a lie you know that the the and, and granted if the, if their goal is to destroy the united states which i think it is uh, maybe it's not as hard for her because she keeps that goal in front of her but the idea that you constantly have to be juggling lies in order to try to have any kind of credibility although when you come out and say the border crisis is donald trump's fault because they inherited a broken system that is just a bridge too far
3: I mean, it's yeah. no way she, she's dishonest she's got a tough job but i'm telling you Peter Ducey is about to break her. She, she's gonna lose it. We can only hope. Say too much.
0: We can only hope.
3: Hey, let's loosen things up, shall we? Let's play a little political trivia. 561
0: 8255 561-825. 5, 8, 5. Category today: presidential assassinations. All right, give us a call. Got a good prize package. Political trivia when we get back. <laughs> News and Views and Political Trivia, 561-8255. I think we have one line open. Category today, presidential assassinations. That's a trivia piece that everyone's fascinated with. Uh, your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a coach. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. A $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious bake fresh made from scratch goodies. And a gift card to University PC Care. As well, we have a uh, gift certificate to uh, Ironwood Country Club. Remember if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently let 60 days pass before you play again. First up is from Newburn is Ron. Hey Ron. Hey Ron.
1: Hey hey, how are
0: you? Uh, I'm doing well. You ready to play?
1: We're ready.
0: All right. Your category is presidential assassinations. Here's your question. Four presidents have been assassinated. All four were shot to death. Abraham Lincoln 1865. James Garfield, 1881, William McKinley, 1901, and John F. Kennedy, 1963. Interestingly, three of these assassinations, Lincoln, McKinley, and Kennedy, all have this bit of trivia in common. What? And I'll give you a hint off the bat. It's pretty trivial, but it is something interesting.
1: Elected in an election year that ended in zero.
0: Mm. No, that's not it, and it's more related to the assassination itself. Okay, five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Mike in Newburn. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike.
1: Good Lord, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one All of right, the. Could you, could you could you say that question one more time?
0: I could. Well, you look it up.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just Uh, No, I'm not that quick on a computer, believe
0: me. Four presidents have been assassinated. All four were shot to death. Abraham Lincoln, 1865. James Garfield, 1881. McKinley, 1901. John F. Kennedy, 1963. Interestingly, three of the assassinations, Lincoln, McKinley, and Kennedy, all have this bit of trivia in common. What?
1: They all died pretty much immediately.
0: No, that's not it. In fact, um, I think it was McKinley who uh, actually uh, was around got for a almost a week. Or Yeah, yeah, he, was yeah, yeah. For a while. he was around for a while. So that is not
1: it.
3: And Ken, uh, Lincoln, what maybe a well, ten, uh, twenty ten...
0: less than twenty-four hours, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't immediate. Uh, good guess, though. Thank you, sir. Five six one eight two five five. I think we've got Tom from Bellhaven. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom.
1: Yeah. How y'all doing today?
0: Doing well. Good. Did you hear the question?
1: I did, and what I thought it was—I don't think it is. If I remember right, Kennedy had a secretary last name of Lincoln, and Lincoln had a secretary last name of Kennedy.
0: That's correct, but that's not—that uh, doesn't include uh, McKinley in the in the. Uh... I know, and
1: I was trying to think what else could there be, and I have drawn a complete blank on what it might be. I know, but it had to do with the assassination. and I would assume. Uh,
0: all shot in the head? Not it, not it. Good no. guess, not it. Five six one eight two five five. In fact, McKinley was shot in the back. Um, is it Jerome? Is that he said? Let's go to Jerome. Hey, Jerome. Hey,
3: Jerome.
1: Hey, hey, how are you?
0: Good. Did you hear the question? I did. Okay. I, I, you want a hint? Um, you think you got it?
1: They were. They, no. Well, they were all shot in the last year, you know.
0: Well, that would be true because they all died.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you mean last year of his term. Um. the last year of the term. Uh, that, I don't yes. think, is correct. Uh, yes. Yeah, that is not correct. Uh. Good guess. Five six one, eight, two, five, five. Let's go to Arlene. Hey, Arlene.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Doing well.
0: You ready for a hint? Yes. Okay. It deals with timing. Okay. What do you think?
1: I had something else in mind. I thought
0: they all had vice presidents named Johnson. Uh, well that's what one of our other callers said. Um the, the name uh Johnson and Kennedy are, go back and forth, but uh because it was uh Lincoln that had uh, Johnson, Johnson for vice president Andrew Johnson and mm-hmm. uh, and Kennedy had a uh, vice president for uh, Johnson. But that's not it because that doesn't include McKinley. Thank you, uh, Arlene, five six one thank eight two you. five five. Um, what, who you got, uh, Clark? I've got Ray. Let's go to Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, how you doing? Good. Now, Ray. Uh, Ray is good. I I've had Ray uh, on before, and Ray is a pretty sharp cookie. So, yeah, what do you I think, Ray? About,
1: uh, uh, all of them was their second term, not the first. No, that's not no.
0: true because Kennedy, Kennedy was, was in first his first term, term and yeah. Yeah. so was Lincoln, true. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, you threw me off when you said the time, and I had another answer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. 561-8255. Five, five. Let's go to Dave. You ready for a hint, Dave? Because we're running out
1: of time. <laughs> yeah, because that first hint blew my answer out of the water.
0: Okay. Okay, first of all, timing. Yeah. Secondly, hint number two, perhaps this thing which all three have in common is related to the fact that all three were attending more leisurely events. Lincoln had a play. McKinley at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, and Kennedy at a parade. Take that and consider timing. What do you think?
1: <laughs> Boy, I have got a blank now. That means nothing to me. Well, throw uh, out
0: your guess. Who knows? Maybe you Maybe you got a...
1: No, my first guess was they were all the same caliber gun, but uh, I know that's not right.
0: It's not, no. Because, yeah, uh, yeah two, two were pistols and one was a uh, rifle from... Uh,
1: yeah, big, I don't have a guess now with what that
0: second hint. I have no idea. So I'm I'm making it tougher with these hints. Apparently, five six one eight two five five. Who do you got, Clark? Uh, Chris. Let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Good. You heard the question.
1: Yes. You heard I the heard hints. These two hints. Yes. Do you got
0: a third hint? Um. Well, I probably need to give it to you. Um. When do most leisurely events take place? In the morning. Uh, no. But um, that's not what I'm looking for. But tie it with the other hints. But what's your guess? The leisurely events don't take place in the morning. That's not what I was looking for. But what do you guess for your answer?
1: Um, they, they all were killed um,
3: in the afternoon.
0: That's not it. But I will tell you this. You have helped somebody else because it does have something to do with with when they were killed, five six one eight two five five. Thanks, Chris. Let's go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug.
1: Hey, Tom. Hey, Benny. Uh, I'm going to guess and say that uh, when they were all killed, they were with their wives or, or their significant other.
0: Uh, well, they all had wives as significant others. At but, least
3: two did. Yeah. But I don't know about McKinley.
0: Yeah, I don't think McKinley's wife was there at the uh, at the exposition. But good guess. 5618255. 5. Boy, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. My wife's on the right track.
3: She just texts me, but she's on the right track. Okay.
0: Um f- who do we got? Clark, 5618255. 5. Hey, who we got here? Right. Terry. Your name again?
1: Terry? Terry. Terry, uh. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. What do you think?
1: I think they were all killed on a Saturday.
0: You are really warm, Warm, but that's not it, but you are really warm. You are really warm. That was my wife's answer. Uh, 561-8255. When does the weekend start? (laughs) Hey, Stephen. Welcome. What do you think? Hey, Stephen. Yeah, you're on. you are all
2: killed
0: on the weekend. Uh, I need something more specific than that. Like a holiday weekend. I, I, no. Hello, Thank God. A long weekend. Five six one eight
3: two five five. I tried to tee it up. Uh, not it. But let's go back to Ray. Hey Ray. Come on, Ray. bail us out. Okay,
2: this is a female Ray, not a male Ray. Oh, hey Ray. Okay. All right. Hey. What do you think? Okay, so it's either the one of the two. that they were killed in September.
3: Uh, no. no, Kennedy was killed in November. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought maybe might have
1: been Labor
3: Day. Nope, that's okay. not it.
0: Five six one All eight right. two five five. This. Mail, All right, let's go to the another Ray. Hey, Ray. I sure hope it's Sunday. It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, come on. Whoever's next better get this five six one eight two five five. Who do we got? Whoever's up next? If you've been listening and you don't get it. Uh, uh, let's go to Johnny Johnny. Johnny. Friday Friday, Friday. all three were killed on Friday (laughs) where you calling from Johnny well somewhere
1: near Stokes and
0: Bethel but I'm from Bath alright Johnny from Bath
1: hang on the line Clark's going
0: to get your information we got uh, all those goodies for you and uh, Benny will be right back after this
1: If you're vaccinated...
2: You must wear a mask. Why? We need to get people vaccinated. Telling people who are vaccinated to wear a mask doesn't get more people vaccinated.
3: Confusing the kids and the parents even more. Get the facts. Get the correct information.
0: Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and
3: 103.7. Welcome back. Uh, congratulations to John Jordan, winner of our trivia on this Thursday. Probably a record, as I can recall. I think Come we had on, 15 or 16 calls. Pretty pretty tough one that Tom uh, brought up today. Tom had to run out early today. We're going to finish this up for you drive home. Um, today, we talked about, earlier today, we talked about some of the things with the Russian collusion story. And earlier in the week, we talked about... Um, some of the press finally coming to the conclusion a year and a half later about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Everyone else ignored it except the New York Post right during the middle of the election. But today, breaking news today out of the blaze, we have some more Hunter Biden uh, information That possibly ties to the president. Out of the blaze today, newly released emails sent by Democrat donors and business contacts of Hunter Biden reveal that the president's son wanted a $2 million retainer for his help of freeing up billions of dollars of Libyan assets that were frozen by President Obama. This is being reported by the Business Insider today. The first email by the insider is from January 28th, 2015, and was sent by a Democrat donor with businesses in the Persian Gulf, and he sent sent an email assessing Hunter Biden's strength as a potential partner, but also his weaknesses as a drug addict, and wanted his help. Then there's another phone call that that came out that said, um, an email was from February 26th, and shows more contacts, says, I spoke with Hunter Biden's team yesterday. They are interested in the project, but emphasized that for them to get involved, that the team, lobbyists, lawyers, and PR folks would need to be a small group of folks that have a tight relationship with. They do not want a large group involved, and they only want people with whom they have close relationships. It, it went on further in this email and said that he also wanted to keep this deal very secret and let Hunter hire his own people for confidentiality because his dad is deciding to run or not. Buying and selling influence with the vice president might not look good for a possible presidential bid. So we've talked about before, most of the media keep ignoring, ignoring these kind of stories. They ignore the laptop story. And we've talked about this before. And here's another case of Hunter Biden pay for play um, while Joe Biden was vice president. We've also talked about uh, in the past about, the you know, some of Joe Biden's tax returns showing a lot of revenue changes, a lot of income changes in those 2016 years. Could it be linked to this? I think there's all good questions that the mainstream media should probably ask. But um, that was out of the blaze today. Um, and we talked about, I guess— Wow, we might have been the first show to talk about, it, even before the national shows were talking about some of the questions on Joe Biden's tax returns of just the spike in income during this time period. So, hey, we, um, we might have been on it before anyone else. So maybe we'll hear more out of this story. Um, one other thing that came out today from The Hill, uh, or, or actually earlier this week, then 2020, about 61% of households paid no federal income taxes last year. And that's an increase from um, the previous year of about 44%. Now, if you think back, we talked about uh, maybe last week, talked about when when uh, Mitt Romney ran for president in 2012, he was demonized for talking about 47% of Americans not paying taxes. Now, this, now just this past year in 2020, 61% of households did not pay taxes. So that means 39% are pulling the freight. So who are they going to listen to? If 61% of the people do not have any skin in the game in this country, then how are they going to vote? Are they going to vote for someone that all of a sudden says, "No, you need to pay your fair share?" The Democrats keep over and over and over talking about paying your fair share. And now in America, the people that are paying their fair share are the people that are are pulling the cart and this 61% are riding in the cart. So what's going to happen next? Um, the next election when we say, hey, it's time to cut some of these benefits, it t- it's time to cut some of these stimulus payments, this universal basic income that all the Democrats are talking about now, where, where would it end? I mean, just this week we had Nancy Pelosi in Europe talking about capitalism has failed us. Just think about that. She is the Speaker of the House, speaking abroad, and said capitalism has failed us. Folks, it's time to get involved. It's time to not say I don't follow the news, I don't like listening to news. It's time to get involved and talk to, talk to people in Washington, talk to people in your state, and take back control of our great republic. Look, have a good Thursday, everybody. It is nice weather tonight. Enjoy Friday night football tomorrow night. And Tom will see you tomorrow, and I will see you Monday. Have a good day, everybody.
2: All right, all right, all right.